2: Oh hey well that's well back for him. You got me the hushmo driving this train this evening. Wow January twenty uh, fifth already, twenty fourteen. This new year. Well we got the uh, State of the Union coming up when this Tuesday, I believe, the twenty eighth of January. Looking forward to that. The president's gonna be uh giving us a report on the state of the, the state of the union. Uh I don't know what the I don't know what the state of the union is. I uh, certainly is in a curious uh, state, to say the least. Uh, still, that war, income inequality is uh, in the forefront of uh, the nation's conscience. So, yeah, we got a lot of things uh, going on here. In the country, my new book, y'all, it's out. Hey, I'm celebrating. Y'all, drop the hushbo a note. Go to hushboblack.com and drop us, uh, drop us a note. Hushbo at hushboblack.com's email. Go to go to my site. Go to my Facebook and drop us a uh, note. Tell us if you uh uh, got picked up a copy of uh racism, and hate in American reality. Just came out, y'all, Thursday, the 20th of January, so we're, we're excited about it. Looking forward to uh, discussing it on uh, with my uh, audience when I get out there on tour, book tour. We're going to come up with something, get out uh, in the public to uh, see if we can uh, engage in the conversation or become a part of the conversation. Go out and check it out, y'all. Racism and Hate in an American Reality by Jimmy C. Cameron. It's my new, my latest and greatest effort. Dealing with, the uh, well, uh, chronicling my family's history here in Georgia, some 230-some years of it, uh, how racism uh, impacted uh, that uh, journey uh, and how it fits in with the uh, conversation of today with the... Uh, with this president. So yeah, uh, we got it on, uh, we got it in a uh, paperback and ebook edition, y'all. You can go get the the ebook edition at 399 at amazon.com or go to my website, com and uh, you can click on uh, the title there and uh, find it. I want, want a hard copy, uh, you can get that there too. We're looking so forward to uh, getting it out there in the public domain. Y'all make the thing go viral, my, uh, my Facebook friends. How y'all doing? What's up? <laughs> hey, we want to make uh, the husband's book go viral, y'all. <laughs> Don't you know? dollars <laughs> hey, three ninety nine, the, the price point is just right for uh, for my audience. <laughs> the ebook, y'all, pick it up. Pass, pass it on to your friends. <laughs> buy everybody a copy. Hey, don't give a mirror. <laughs> hey, don't give this thing away. Don't get a Hushbow's, uh work away. Hey, everybody got to buy this thing. Yeah. Provides, uh provides uh, just a uh, wealth of uh, knowledge uh, for uh, for you to engage in, uh, the conversation of the day, uh, uh, yeah. It's not, it's not a literary masterpiece by any means. <laughs> Certainly not, uh, colored by, uh, academia. <laughs> but, uh, we think it's, uh, we think it's gonna be, uh, A great, great uh, uh, source of uh, of information for our uh, for our young folks going forward in uh, determining uh, how uh, racism has uh, impacted on uh, their uh, their lives and their uh, ancestors' lives, where the economic uh, divide. uh, how that thing play out here in the country, and why it is uh, uh, that it is uh, here uh, today with the American Africaness that uh, ha- having a, an economic uh, value some uh, one tenth of uh, the average a uh, white a uh, family here. There's a reason for that. Part of it has to do with the separate-equal Jim Crow laws that existed in the country for some hundred years uh, after the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, Brown was about, and uh, setting aside uh, those uh, separate-equal laws that had devastated uh, our community uh, economically by 1954. Um, so we, we had a right uh, to uh, financial reparation then, I continue, in 1954. Another reason that uh, the NAACP uh, with the third group marshal and his legal team leading the fight didn't petition that court was because of pressure from that court uh, urging them not to do so because it might create further racial unrest uh, in the South. Imagine that now because he didn't uh, petition the court and further racial unrest in the South continued a red alone for the next 10 years or so through the civil rights marches, through uh, uh, Rosa Parks, through, uh, the, uh, through Emmett Kill, through uh, the uh, Birmingham Bomb was there in 1963. So, yeah, uh, uh, whether or not we petitioned the court for financial reparation back there in 1954, which we should have, and I contend that we still can. Uh, 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 the fact that the uh, third grade marshal and his team didn't had no effect on uh, curbing uh, the ra- racial violence that uh, was occurring here in the South. Yeah. So we uh <clears throat> uh, uh believe that, uh, yeah, any American reference we're gonna get into it a little further. We covered in my book a whole chapter deal with the reparation, uh, specifically looking at the year uh nineteen fifty four when Brown did overturn that. And people we, we uh this economic uh inequality in the country, uh Uh, There's a lot of different variables that go into uh, the makeup of it. Uh, 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 Racism is just one component of it. It is the uh, the component of the many that uh, affect uh, uh, that has an effect on um, the economic divide. It's the one that I and my little advocacy uh, concentrate on so we want to get that straight it, there's a lot of reasons there's a lot of different uh, ways out of it you i just happened to uh, uh zero in on the one uh particular one which is a reparation for america's african descent uh uh specifically those born prior to 1954 who was directly injured by uh, the Plessy laws. Like myself, me, I was born in 1945 in Georgia, the state of Georgia here, and uh, 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 without any 14th Amendment rights protection he was injured so severely uh, because of uh, the uh, uh, non-existence of those uh, protections. So, yeah, I make the argument in my book, y'all, White Race <laughs> Racism and Hate in an American Reality. Y'all pick it up three ninety nine the ebook book go to my site, follow us on facebook like uh that book when you have a chance to read it like it at the very least uh uh write me a uh a write me uh critique of it whatever you think of it, write it up and let me know if you will. Hey y'all, yo, you got me the Hushmo. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it longer, to do it louder. Wait a minute, Hushmo. To do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And not a necessity. Uh, sometimes we'll do it louder. Uh, we don't like to do that. We like to keep everything on a even keel like this. Tell us what's going on in the Australian open there, y'all. Let's see Rafael Nadal looked like he done took care of business. Uh, uh in that thing uh hey y'all it's about uh wow what time is it you uh, it's about uh 13 minutes after the hour y'all well it's 10 minutes after 7 here in atl y'all I don't want to say, serenade it's a little cold bad cold uh uh conditions up north again y'all that weather's acting crazy up there I don't know what's going on, Russ Limbaugh. Like I said, I always refer to Russia on Whether I defer to Russia or not, I defer to Russ on Whether he's uh he's a weather man, he's a weather man. Although uh, Al uh, Al Roper Ruper had to get him straight the other day talking about something about some vo- uh, polar vortex or something. Al Roper went back and broke his book out, y'all. Yeah. Both the, <laughs> broke his book out from uh, 1959. Had it right in there, polar vortex. There wasn't no liberal plot that Rush claimed it to be. <laughs> Al got it <him> straight. <laughs> hey uh <laughs> we just report the news, y'all. That's what we do out here on National Black Forum. We don't know it. We just <laughs> we decipher we deciphers out there. We don't. We don't make the news. We 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 report we report the news. We don't make it ourselves out there. <laughs> don't get us confused. With mainstream. <laughs> don't get us confused with mainstream, yeah. Yeah, so y'all uh, we we trying to make my book go viral, y'all. We want that electronic version to go viral on Facebook. Can y'all help the hushmo? Hey, I don't mind begging. <laughs> I ain't too proud. <laughs> hey, somebody said what? Beg. Hey, I don't mind. We try to make the e-book go viral, y'all. Buy a coffee. $3.99. <laughs> Tell a friend. Hey, the hushmo got something there, y'all. Check him out. Write me a critique, uh, yeah, this economic debate, we talk about it, and that fits right into uh, the conversation. And looking at it, the economic divide challenge that's in front of the city, that's front and center in the country that comes to today, for America's to this, that the problem of economic inequality is so hard to solve, uh mainly because no one uh want to deal with the, or admit uh the root cause of it nobody <laughs> hey they're talking all around Look at the tv show they're checking all around about oh this that the other the wages of this and this uh, uh thing is this uh in my book racism and hate in american reality y'all i make the case that racism through the discriminatory and separate equal laws that was codified in the national law by Plessy, by that Plessy versus Ferguson case back in 1896, injured Americans of African descent. Economically. For over 90 years after the Civil War, y'all, for almost 100 years, really, when we coming to the secret of that time we got it. But for 90 years, uh, up until 1954. Yeah. When Brown finally uh, set aside uh, Plessy. When Brown finally set aside uh, Plessy, uh, people think and get confused that uh, Plessy was just about uh, school integration. How could it set aside Plessy? If Brown did that, uh, Plessy must have been about school integration. No. Hey, no. It's more, it's deeper than that, yeah. Plessy was much more than about uh, some school, some integration of this or that. Plessy was about taking away Fourteenth Amendment protections for Americans of African descent throughout the society. That is what Plessy accomplished. <coughs> that is what Plessy accomplished. Uh, taking away Fourteenth Amendment rights of Americans of African descent for some sixty years, or told in some ninety years, it codified the separate equal laws that was already in place by nineteen about uh, eighteen ninety six. But until nineteen fifty four when Brown when Brown set aside Plessy, Plessy had a whole bunch of stuff in place that uh, injured uh, my family that injured me. Uh, here in uh, uh in Georgia. So uh nineteen fifty four uh, come along uh uh, when Brown set aside Plessy, it wasn't, uh, was not just about school integration, no, because Plessy was much more than that. Plessy prevented my family from purchasing uh, real estate, <laughs> if you uh, 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 of its choice, uh, yeah, because of uh, the Separate Equal Law, because of uh, their color, uh, they could not uh, keep up economically uh, in the society. That's what Plessy did. Plessy kept us uh, 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 in an unequal status in the society for some 90 years after the Civil War. It harmed harmed us economically in the workplace. You're working for a third of what uh, the worker next door is uh, doing the same job throughout throughout the country too, not just the South. The plastic devast the Seven Equal Laws devastated had a devastating effect on the Rec of the Senate throughout the society mainly uh, in the South. So yeah, we uh, the injury suffered was broad ranging, but none more devastating Say, see, we can't just uh, look at the, where we are today, and the president is talking about this income inequality. You can't just uh, take that picture today and stop there. you got to uh, look at the root cause, because the root cause go back to uh, 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 the, civil, the end of the Civil War. That's what it back to uh, before then, uh, slaves of property, they said, some kind of property. They wasn't even counted as uh, a full citizen. So we're going back to 1865 when that, 13, when that Civil War was over and the 13th, 14th and 15th Amendment had been included in this Constitution. We're going to start there. And uh, uh, with the separate equal laws, they uh, uh, no sooner than uh, the 14th Amendment was put in, uh, uh, the South with these separate equals took around and uh, turned right around and uh, took them away again. Took them away again, associate Brown. So yeah. uh it started those injuries started by uh uh, uh the outright now of real estate in uh in a significant quantity. After the Civil War, some five million uh uh, uh ex slaves released uh, leased into the uh, society with no property, no education, no finance. The Southern Homestead Act that uh, the Republicans under Lincoln had uh, worked on for quite a while before that war was over was put in place, setting aside forty-six million acres there in eighteen sixty-six in five Southern states. Uh, The whites rebelled in the South against that uh, that uh, Southern Homestead Act, and they fought it tooth and nail for the next ten years until it was repealed off the books. Uh, And along with the uh, separate equal laws uh, that they put in place, denied uh, American descent from accessing that property. And uh, by uh, 1876, uh, in 1876, they repealed it off of uh, the uh, books of Congress, with 43 million acres returning to the federal government undistributed, depriving... Some four and a half million uh, ex-blacks uh, of that uh, of that land, uh, robbing them of a, the ability to uh, uh, gain a, uh, a foothold into uh, the new society with real estate to live on and to develop uh, to better uh, assimilate into uh, the society. They denied that and, uh, we as you a know, community has been, uh, uh, catching up ever since. We've never caught up. The black community has never caught up from that initial denial of, of real estate there. And that's a problem today. This, this thing just weaves itself into the whole big old, uh, uh, journey that uh, we've traveled uh, these last 135 years as a Civil warrior. Yeah. It plays into uh, the denial of that uh, that uh, pocket. Yeah, it's a big, uh ties all in together. And the uh, anti-amalgamation doctrine that was put in place to uh, prevent uh, Americans back from the central, fully assimilated into the uh, uh, larger society, uh, unlike any other, of the other uh, Caucasian Europeans that uh, migrated into the country after the Civil War uh, because of our color, because of racism. That, that was it. There, there's no other way you can put it now. Obviously, Dr. Uh, Gunnar Murdoch, uh, when he looked at the study, when he looked at the subject uh In the late uh, 1930s, he contended there was some uh, some 80 percent. This guy did an elaborate study on it. He concluded that some 80 percent at that time of Americans of European descent held a racial bias toward uh, Americans of African descent. This is 184. That that report was released in uh, 1944. Surely. I believe that uh, that bias has eroded since then. I said that they, it's down to uh, around 20%. Some people say more. I, I'll say 20%. That's a humongous number, y'all. 50, 60 million Americans of European descent who don't, uh, who hold a racial bias. With the of African descent zeroed in on guess who <laughs> this president of African descent 50 million people this is real uh railing against anything this president do simply because of his African descent That's where the country's at. That's just where the country's at. And we talk about it in my book. The president's rating is affected by a swing down up to six percentage points because of the people who hold racist tendencies toward this president just because of his African descent it's dragging the country down it's dragging the whole country down hey no hey uh it's about uh wow 25 after now we are uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls here as well they got the uh rent and raving. this is important stuff y'all because it's, this is where the uh, conversation is at uh uh in the country Hey, watch the uh, State of the Union address coming up this Tuesday and see what the president be ta- uh, is talking about income inequality all oh, they <laughs> the politically correct crowd uh, kind of skirt around that reparation issue they don't even talk about it oh no, they do right they don't even mention it they uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a crowd over there who uh, don't look at it, but yeah, that reparation thing in my mind is at the heart of any economic uh, uh, solution in uh, our community, America's African. said, remember, this is the only group, and I love everybody. I love all everybody in this world, white, black, green, or whatever. I advocate out on the Hushmore Black Forum for, for America's African and because by being a part of that community by extension, I find myself advocating for them, and as a minority we need all the advocacy we can get uh, with the condition of our community. Now some 30% unemployment uh, is crazy. Hacked uh, um, um, single parenting and all that stuff. Uh, prison the population is out of the off the charts. We've got a lot of work to do in our community to uh, move it forward. We've got a lot of work to do to move it forward. We can't stop. Uh, uh, that, uh, you know, I advocate for reparation, but we can't stop doing anything what, uh, 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 that we're already doing. We got to work harder. We got to uh, be work smarter. We got to educate ourselves better. We got to start businesses, hiring our own folks. We got a lot, a lot of work that we've got to double down on in order to move ourselves forward, but we can't leave any any stone unturned in that quest. And part of that is going back and uh, asking the Justice Department to, uh, to file for uh, a reparation on my behalf uh, 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 uh for the uh, uh uh injuries we suffered in uh, uh victory that uh, brown the board of education uh, uh, awarded us back there in 1954. and it's no statute of limitation on genocide <laughs> there there is no statute of limitation on uh uh genocide yeah and that's what uh, Plessy, uh, the Plessy several equal laws, that period, that 90 year period was akin to nothing short of genocide. But the murders and the lynchings and the bombings and the like was nothing short of genocide. So there's no such a limitation on my, uh, the time that I have to uh, petition the court for those uh, injuries. Uh, for those Americans, specifically uh, for those Americans uh, uh South African sense that uh was part part of that class that was born before uh nineteen fifty four, who was directly injured by the separate laws. Hey uh we <laughs> we gotta think of quick uh pause, uh that's what I got uh off rounding on uh this the conversation of the day has rolled around rolled around into uh my wheelhouse we're gonna uh join in that conversation and be a part of it we have got to be a part of that conversation we can't be what the conversation is about <laughs> while it's going on we have to become a part of uh the conversation uh, but, uh and that's what we intend to do out here on the Hushboro Black platform y'all y'all hanging there we're gonna take a quick pause for the call we'll be right back let see where we are here. See if we can uh, get this thing right. I don't know what's going on. It looks like Lee Know won that thing down in the Australian Open there. I, I guess that, uh, this looks like a replay. I'm watching y'all. You know, hey, the Husband was uh, multitasking again. You know how we do out there. Uh, <laughs> who else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, if we can do it, yeah. Hey, make no mistake, the Husker can get it done. Now we uh we got about uh, three or four different things going on here, y'all. We got a call in number here, y'all. One eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. If y'all want to get in, where you fit in, for a talk. Uh, I pick a couple of folks up this evening. We don't mind. We got a new book out. Anybody read my book yet? (laughs) Hey, it just came out Thursday. Uh, Hey, I gotta uh, get on the ball here. We can't uh. We gotta have, uh, have some conversation about my work. We gotta have some conversation about my work, John. See if it's relevant. See if what uh see if my work is relevant to uh uh the conversation that's going on today about the uh uh Economic inequality uh, and the uh, just uh, political divide. This bitter uh, political uh, discourse that's going on. Uh, see what that's about. <laughs> we think it has to do with the. Uh, we think it has to do with the uh, marriage of uh, the Southern uh, Democrats uh, with the uh, uh, li- with Lincoln Republic. Republicans, yeah, uh, uh, into what uh, you have today of some some kind of mixed-up, uh, bastardized uh, Republican Party there that's imploding in front of our uh, face, uh, and that thing that thing just can't work. You, uh, Chris Christie and uh, Rand Paul and uh, Ted Cruz and Mark, Marco Rubio, uh, that crowd, that crowd is just, is just not going to mix, you know, it's not a mixture of, uh, it's not a marriage made in heaven. <laughs> it's not a marriage made in heaven, you know, uh, today you'd have, uh, <laughs> some of the Democrats in the, so- some of the Republicans in the South would have uh, you to believe that, uh, somehow, uh, the Dem- the Republicans today in the South, uh, somehow in love with and then be it with uh the party of Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> come on, y'all. Hey, I'm glad, man, cause Ray Charles can see through this.
1: <laughs>
2: Ray Charles can see through this uh, uh,
1: scheme,
2: y'all. <laughs> yeah, the Tea Party is, they. they Russell control of that Republican Party, y'all, but those are the old uh, Dixocrats of uh, the South. Who's uh, uh, wagging that, uh, the tail that's wagging that dog? They're in it for one reason, to destroy that Republican Party, not to govern uh, within it. They're in that thing to destroy the party of Lincoln. That's what this is about. It couldn't be about anything else. They are there to destroy the party of Lincoln and doing a pretty good job of it.
1: <laughs> they are
2: doing a pretty good job of it. They got the Speaker of the House uh, of this guy uh, is in danger. This guy is in danger of being in that House of Representatives some six years of the president's, uh, some six years and not accomplishing one I uh, thing this guy is going to be the least uh, accomplished speaker of the house uh, uh we've ever had every don't take the <laughs> every don't take your, on, on the of uh, the the approval by the horn <laughs> which he's trying to do he's trying to ward off that uh, tea party faction that Dixiecrat faction within his party who's uh who's only only uh, reason for being is to uh, shut the government down. That's the only reason for being is to shut that government down, not to do anything to uh, help the citizens of this country. They are intent on shutting the government down, which they did accomplish. They did accomplish uh, their mission by shutting that government down for some 16 days uh, uh, in October. Oh, we feeling the effects of it today. That's what that stock market uh, uh, blip, uh, blips are, are about today. I believe that fourth quarter earnings thing has a lot to do with uh, that government shutdown in October. Yes, it does. And that's what, and that's what they're about they don't want to do anything to move this country forward and it has a lot to do with racism y'all i'm sorry it has a lot to do with racism that's just a fact that's, that's just a fact now the uh mainstream <laughs> news reporters uh not quite as uh as uh long as i am about it but uh nonetheless, everybody knew uh um, uh what the the reason is in its racism oh yeah, racism has uh de dwindled uh, quite a bit in the last uh, uh hundred and thirty five years since that civil war, but there is still a significant uh strand of uh that ideology, the old antebellum Karen Rock ideology still exists today in the country and as far uh, it's across uh, the spectrum of risk to poor uh, uh, in politics. In the political uh, part of that uh, 50 or 60 million people are hell-bent on bringing uh, uh, this president and his uh, uh, agenda to a halt reminding me so much of 1876, you know, when they brought the government down, stopped it, repealed the Freedmen's Bureau uh, uh, and uh, the Freedmen's Trust and Savings, and repealed the Southern Homestead Act all uh, in that year, railing against uh, what they uh, perceived as um, a redistribution uh, scheme. None these people ain't had nothing they railed against some imaginary redistribution scheme uh taking um, the wealth from white people giving it to the ex-slaves who uh, had slave for three hundred years who they had they value completely diminished after that civil War they railed against that and uh, uh, prevent it them from uh, gaining a uh, equitable toehold into uh, the new society through those 46 million acres of land uh, and uh, by protecting uh, the 14th Amendment rights uh, uh, interests going forward. Had they not done that, uh, the economic divide in the country today would be nowhere near what it is today. We wouldn't have this conversation uh, today about... Uh, uh, such a huge disparity between uh, the racial groups uh, uh, today. So any any solution to the problem has to include, in my mind, has to include not not then uh, uh, the only solution, but it has to include. Uh, financial reparation for those Americans of African descent born prior to 1954 who was directly injured by the separate equal laws. It has to. Uh, it's the only way that uh, that gap is going to be uh, closed. Oh, we can work. We can't stop working hard. <laughs> we we, we got to double down on our own work our ethics and uh, effort, uh, self-efforts to lift ourselves up. We got to double down on that. Oh no, we i not advocating that at all. We gotta double down on our own work Our work ethic at every turn. And at the same time, <laughs> we have got to demand that uh, the injuries that we suffered be reparated. And not through uh relitigation. We've already the litigation uh through uh countless uh uh cases that uh, of stressing from uh 1896 all the way to 1954 when uh, Brown finally uh, uh, set aside plastic. We already won that victory. We got to get together now and petition the justice department to uh, 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 petition the court for it on our, in our behalf. We we don't have to re relitigate litigate nothing in there. I contend there's no statute of limitation on this. There's no statute of limitation on genocide. There is no statute of limitation on genocide. And the separate equal laws that uh, was in place in the country amounted to uh, nothing short of genocide. Yeah. That's just a fact. That's just history, of Hey y'all, welcome to the Hushville Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on blog talk. Although, you know, we don't like to uh, get loud. We try to keep everything on an even keel. Oh yeah, we uh, we like to keep everything on an even keel out here, y'all. Yeah. It's easier said than done sometimes. These people will make you uh, <laughs> jump and shout. some <laughs> uh, oh, crazy things going on here. I heard somebody said, Yeah, the black folks are racist. <laughs> some Republicans Hey they <laughs> say, yeah, these black folks are racist here today. What's wrong with them? <laughs> they don't know the Anglo Saxons have moved on from racism some years ago. I I don't know I don't know who it was. Y'all, she said that the Anglo Saxons have moved on from racism. You talking about after they uh, took every uh, settlers back uh, three hundred years <laughs> with the San Equal uh They uh, moved on from that place. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, here you are. Everything's equal and right now go for yourself. <laughs> Uh, we've getting rid of all everything, you know, racial ain't on no no nothing and now in twenty fourteen everything is equal. Oh, you don't have no money. <laughs> but, but everything is equal. Uh you, you didn't get none of that money from way back then. You didn't get that land. Hey, uh, it's a joke, uh, we can't uh uh take that snapshot today and talk about uh uh, uh, uh Economic inequality. Without uh, tracing the history of the because uh, we have got to get to the cause of it. Yeah, you know, there's no conversation. You can't even have a conversation if you start in 2014 talking about uh, uh, income or economic inequality. You can't even start that. You can't even start that conversation unless you trace the thing back to uh, the root cause of it and see if any of the root causes uh, was ever uh, rectified i contend that uh they were not uh <laughs> they were not and uh, uh the root causes are uh broad and uh, uh diverse uh, but we got them we got them all uh uh outland here or the most significant one. Uh, that uh, did the most damage started with uh, the Southern Homestead Act, uh, the 46 million acres that were set aside to give uh, the ex- uh, the ex-slaves some real estate to uh, to uh, set up and uh, start their uh, new life of freedom. Uh, home. They deprived uh, my family of that uh, chance. And we never recovered as a as a group we never fully uh, recovered we never was uh, uh, able to uh, to fully assimilate uh, into the society on an economic uh, equal uh, a, a footing because of uh, the vows that to face under the separate equal laws uh, here in the country and uh, that's just that's just a fact uh, that's just a fact so If we can get that right. If we can get that right. Hey, now, we we, we break it down in the book, Racism and Hate, on uh, uh, what is old here in Georgia uh, in 1860. Five when that thing was over, that was some five hundred thousand uh, Americans uh, in the that was a, uh, that was emancipated after that war was over. Before the war started, they had a value here in Georgia on the eighteen sixty uh, census of some uh, three hundred fifteen million dollars uh, to the state of Georgia. They had that kind of value uh, 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 to the state of Georgia, you know? so it was quite valuable. They were the uh, uh, collateral that propped up the uh, southern economy uh, back then. They were the collateral that propped up the southern economy back then. Uh, more valuable than land itself uh, at the time. When that war was over, those that commodity was uh, set loose free and stripped of uh, all its value stripped of all of its uh, value, not uh, reparated uh, uh, in any great extent at all for the 300 years of servitude that uh, they had endured, uh, that 600,000 people had died to uh, eradicate uh, that uh, system. Totally understand. <laughs> Uh, Hey, don't get me started on that. Uh, The man upstairs uh, was driving that thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. The man upstairs was driving that thing, yeah. Y'all think uh, Lincoln, good old Abe, and uh, Jefferson Davis and the uh, good old boys would have fought that war, killed 600,000 people uh, just to free some black folks down there in the south? (laughs) No way. uh, No way that would have happened. That thing got so uh, involved and uh, so crazy that uh, by the time uh, this movie, Lincoln, uh, that uh, Steven Spielberg put together, by the time that thing started in January of 1865, uh, Abraham Lincoln was having nightmares. Abraham Lincoln was having nightmares. Almost 600,000 people had been killed then. That war was still going on and nobody. A new why. <laughs> that war been going on five years, and by that time, nobody even knew why the war was still even going on. He had emancipated the slaves two years in uh, 1863 Sometimes They didn't even know why people were still dying and <laughs> couldn't figure it out. Hey, the man upstairs. What's controlling that thing? And he told Lincoln, through <laughs> some dream, was having nightmares, he had to go, he had a Daniel moment. He had to go find him a Daniel, to, the uh, uh, disciple that nightmare he was having. Daniel told him, oh, that's that 13th Amendment, the man up there was gonna tell you, you gotta get that thing in that constitution. You gotta get rid of that slave uh, thing once and for all, and it's gotta be put in, in, in,
1: uh,
2: in that language you got to finally put slavery in that document, that Republican document. you got to put that, that allows slavery, but then under the table allows slavery under some uh, uh, underhanded way. You've got to put that word in there, and it's going to be to disallow it. <laughs> You've got to put a, a 13th Amendment to that Constitution stating that slavery is disallowed in this uh in this, uh, republic. Like, oh, is that what I gotta do? God Almighty, if you say so, that's what I'll do. And that's what happened, now. Yeah. <laughs> that 13th Amendment got passed down Texas, while the man, I said, and got it done. But he had to get that thing in there. 13th Amendment passed away, and two weeks later, yeah. Two weeks later that thing was over, you Well, I can tell about this in the second inaugural address, y'all. Why they failed to put that second inaugural address in that movie. I'm still I'm still having a problem trying to figure out why why it was that they never put that thing in there. <laughs> the most important part of uh one of the most important speeches, well, no doubt the most important speech uh, he ever gave in his life, surpassing that Gettysburg Address, in my mind, was that second Annual address because it speaks to uh, the driving force behind that, uh, that, uh, that, that uh, bloody, bloody uh, war, the driving force uh, behind it. He, uh, he, he, uh, Abraham Lincoln came there to understand what was going on there. That uh, the man upstairs had uh, called an end to uh to, uh, to slave. He had called an end to it and uh, uh, had went and uh, extracted uh, uh, some blood. Some blood uh, for the for the uh, for the uh, act of it. Uh, for that institution that had uh, been in place for some 200 years. There was a price to pay for that. that had to be paid to uh, read uh, the nation of that uh, sin. <laughs> to read the nation of that moral sin, there had to be some uh, bloodshed. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all. It's about, uh, wow, five minutes to eight, is it? Our time flies when you're having fun, y'all. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls out here on the High School Black Forum, y'all. We got a lot more to talk about, you 'cause because we ain't even got into Chris Christie and uh, uh, Paul McDonald up in uh, Virginia. He been in dated, his wife uh, running around the uh, uh, looked like shaking down uh Everybody, uh, they could get their hands on for everything from Rolexes to twenty thousand dollar gowns, yeah. Uh, well, it's just a good old uh, politics at work, you I don't know if there's any, if there was any laws even broken here. I don't. Just off the top of it, I, I don't see any. I see a lot of. Uh, the, Alvarez going on here, but I don't see any, uh, maybe that's not, I don't see any laws here being broken unless you, uh, like you say, I don't know what the quote would be, be in this, this is queer, I, I see the queer, The queer, is all like money that this man giving away, but I don't see no quote here, what did he get in return? What this guy get in return for all this money he's spending? Look, like he's the biggest sucker in the world. He ain't got no bang for his buck unless he got something. He may got something we don't know about yet. <laughs> They're just getting into this thing. We might find something down the road that he got. That, uh, but on the top of it, it looked like he, uh, he done spent a lot of money for a very low return on the dollar. That's just really it looked like on top now. I don't know when they dig into this thing it might be more. We don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh Chris uh Chris Christie up in New Jersey, think that deuce is tightening around him now, somebody. That, that that thing is tightening around him yeah, so tight that uh I I don't know. He he might not he might not make it to this uh government shift. He's talking about running for president. He uh, he he's in danger of uh, he's in danger of being distracted to the extent that uh, he uh, he can't govern. He may not be able to govern. This thing, I mean these uh some of these uh, inquiries has been uh, put together to last upwards of uh, two years, you That that was through twenty sixteen he can't uh he might get to the point where I'm almost sure he's gonna step down from that uh, Republican uh governor's uh chairmanship. He he can't uh you got to defend yourself. <laughs> hey at some point when the uh when the sharks uh, circle <laughs> and getting ready to eat your big man <laughs> You have got to defend yourself. You have got to devote all your effort into your defense. It's going to come to that point. At some point, he's going to have to devote all his attention to uh, his defense. If he don't do that, uh, that ball can get dropped on him. I, hey, I'm telling you. He's got to defend himself at some point. He ain't have time to be running around the country doing nothing but defending himself there in New Jersey. I believe the way this thing is shaking out because uh, I don't know, it looked like he was running a real stiff-armed uh, administration. You're talking about, uh, he's talking about all the uh, cooperation he got from the uh, Democrats up there in New Jersey. Hell, he had a big 400 pounds put on their throat. <laughs> hey, y'all, I don't know. That's just what it looked like. Hey, hey, I'm just saying, yeah, that, that's what it looked like to the Hirschmo from a distance. <laughs> looked like he uh, had his big foot on uh, some of those Democrats' throat, y'all. Hey, you, <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, it's about the... Uh, 8 o'clock straight up and down in the ATL, y'all. We're going to take a quick pause for the call. We'll be back on the other side. Y'all hang in there. You got to be the Hushmo.
1: Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
2: Peanut gallery, y'all. Peanut gallery is lively this evening. I know it's cold out there, we—they've been uh, trying to throw uh, out down here in Georgia, y'all. That cold weather—that just uh, up north, that thing stretching all the way down to Florida, y'all. No doubt, that weather—that um, cold—is stretching all the way down to Georgia. Atlanta. I don't know what it is here. It's pretty nice here, uh, considering uh, that we are uh, in the first month, <laughs> just up into the first month of uh winter here. A little over the first month of winter, we uh, uh, the winter was uh, well, 16 in Akron, 42 uh, here in the ATL, y'all. So we we got the uh, wow, they. they Big Akron is going down to uh, one degrees this evening. Well, no, no. OHT and friends, y'all buckle down up there. Hey, that's what y'all do. You know, y'all are, y'all are cold up bother the folks up there in Ohio, y'all. They uh, be used to that stuff. That's what they do up there. That's what one of my homeboys told me from up there. So that's what we do up here as a winter. Some three below zero, about two foot of snow out right on the ground. <laughs> when he was telling me that, but yeah, I uh, I like, uh, I like a little snow myself around Christmas, yeah. Oh yeah, I like a little snow around Christmas, but uh, when you get past Christmas, <laughs> when you get past Christmas, I mean for uh, you know atmosphere to create some uh, atmosphere, I like it for that. But after that, you can, uh, you can have it uh, after that. So my now my body is way too old. Now I gonna survived up in Ohio. Now I my bones up to the <laughs> I mean, the hospital couldn't do anything with, uh, with that uh, weather up there. And I ain't got time to even get acclimated to it. <laughs> we
1: ain't
2: got that kind of time now, you know. <laughs> So we we we're gonna be making a trip up there here, uh uh over the next couple of months. We'll have to get back up there to folks. Uh, I haven't been up there in a while. What else going on in the world, y'all, so much. John Kerry, the Secretary of State, he's on this uh um permanent uh, uh, diplomatic uh George, if you will he's running between syria between iran between the Palestinians and the, uh israel uh, lights and he he's got his hands cut out oh yeah he, he's gonna i don't know how many miles hillary clinton travel, but he's gonna shatter that he might shatter that his first year <laughs> john kerry he, he might shatter that his first year y'all <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of things, it's a lot of fires out there in the world, y'all, that the Secretary of State has to deal with. That's one of the most demanding jobs in government. That Secretary of State's job, that's one of the most demanding jobs in government. Yeah. He, he's, uh, as far as I can tell, doing a heck of a job right now. He's doing a heck of a job. In my estimation, now I, I got just I look at this thing, just as uh, good as anybody. Else. Income inequality, uh, That's uh, the big thing uh, is going to be going down in the uh, president's State of the Union address. Uh, that pertains to uh, that pertains to uh, our community. We have to listen up to that. That's what uh, I'm going to be paying attention to because I think. One of the things that uh, is going to solve or help solve that problem, when it comes to income inequality in our community, is uh, financial operation that uh, we uh, should have gotten uh, in 1954. Those Americans of African descent who was a born prior to that has a, a direct uh, has a direct claim to uh That reparation, and not, and uh, this uh, has nothing to do with relitigating uh, anything. Uh, This is uh, just a matter of trying to uh, uh, the court uh, for the reparation because uh, that case, uh, (laughs) that case that set aside Plessy, and uh, that's in fact what it did, uh, Plessy codified separate and equal laws in the country that, uh, uh, for 90 years were nothing short of genocide. I make that argument with the lynchings and the bombings and the hangings that occurred during that period, hundreds of, uh, lives was, uh, lost, uh, uh during that time. And, uh, There's no no limitation on that. There's no such limitation on uh, uh, receiving reparation for for, uh, those injuries that were suffered. In a composite nation like ours, made up of almost every variety of human family, there should be, as before the law, no rich, no poor, no high, no low, no black, no white, but one country, one citizenship, equal rights, and a common destiny for all. A government that cannot or does not protect the humblest citizen in his right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness should be reformed or overthrown without delay. Frederick Buggmichelle, back in 1883, That was Frederick Douglass talking about uh, what he saw back then, uh, 1883, uh, dealing with the separate equal laws that he was living Mm -hmm. under. He is a man who had lived through slavery, who had lived through the Civil War, who still almost 20 years after the Civil War, 20 years uh, from the emancipation, still found himself caught up in this political purgatory still caught up in this political purgatory that uh, without uh, a protection from the government. A government that cannot or does not protect the homeless citizen and his right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness should be reformed or overthrown without delay. He was railing against uh, his environment there in 1883. That thing got worse. Those separate equal laws, 13 years later, 1896, that's the uh, codified all that stuff until then. So, President Dutton said, you not only, uh, we're not only going to protect you, we're going to uh, uh, take you out of society altogether. We're going to take you out of society altogether. That's what we're going to do with you. And that's what they did when they drug Homer Plessy off that train down there in Louisiana. Yeah, they effectively took all Americans of African descent out of uh, white society and put us on a plane somewhere, uh, somewhere else beneath the mainstream there for the next uh, 60 years until 1954 devastating uh our community economically socially mentally and every kind of magnum or where you can uh, think of. so yeah we uh we're excited. To join in on uh, the conversation this income uh, inequality. We're not talking about uh, wealth uh, redistribution. We'll leave that to somebody else to to argue over. It seems the uh, conservatives like to think of uh, or accuse the liberals of advocating uh, this wealth redistribution scheme. Well, me, and my advocacy has nothing to do with the conservatives or the liberals because Americans of African descent, at least me myself, uh, are neither, not party to either one of those uh, groups, uh, the progressives or the conservatives. I am a victim of uh, the system. I'm a victim of uh, laws of this country who uh, uh, were uh, injured uh, by those laws. And uh, is claiming uh, a reparation for uh, those injuries. So I'm separate uh, from uh, the two uh, colliding uh, forces there. I'm uh, separate. I'm petitioning uh, the republic, which is uh, the government, uh, for uh, the reparations that it's due. I mean, it's been uh, some uh, uh, 60 years since the uh, found of return uh, so I I should be getting uh, the reparation with interest at this time. It's yes, in my book, Racism and Hate. I got a formula for breaking it down. What uh, we should be expecting. That money is going to do a lot of good, uh, even for the economy. It would uh, prop up the economy right away like you've never even seen because remember, uh, uh, the part of our community that uh, was born before uh, in 1954 is mostly old, uh, 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 uh older folks living in the South who's gonna take that reparation uh, money and spin it back into the economy, uh, uh, pretty quick. I mean, it's gonna do wonders for this, uh, economy. And, uh, so we're looking forward to, uh, to having the debate. Uh, and, uh, looking at it from, uh, uh, and presenting the, uh, argument from, uh, my perspective. Yeah, presenting that argument from my perspective and see if we can't, uh, get some, uh, some like-minded folks to join on with the hospital because we need, we need everybody. Who was born? Every every American African descent who was born before 1954 need to be signing up uh, with the Hushbowl's petition to uh, petition the Attorney General. When Mister. L. Harry uh, uh, Holder petitioned that guy to uh, uh, look at uh, how we need to uh, go about petitioning the court for that uh, reparation that we've already won. We don't have to relitigate anything. We need to petition. We need about a million uh, signatures to uh, get that done, and we need to do it uh, uh, right away. We need to do it right away. That's just one of the things we need to do, try to narrow that economic divide. Now, it's not the only thing. We still have to continue to work hard, uh, uh, as hard as we can to uh, do everything we can to, uh, uh, to get ourselves out of the uh, economic uh doldrums that we are ourselves today. Uh, but uh, one of those things that I'll, I'll be working on, I suppose black forms to just a minute part of a minority here in the country working on a specific uh, uh this specific uh you know, goal. And we have to tie all our efforts uh together and move uh, uh move move that uh, effort along. Uh uh move that effort along toward uh, the goal of uh, finding some kind of economic uh, parity here in the country. We we can't suffer. for uh, nothing less than uh, economic parity. That's that's our ultimate goal, is to have economic parity with, surely, we've been there uh, in this country. Uh, I'm indigenous uh, to this country, to the United States of America. I am indigenous. My family was here uh, prior to. Uh, uh, 1787 prior to that constitution being completed uh, my family was here so we we're indigenous to the country yeah not not the North American continent we're indigenous to the United States of America don't let nobody tell you you're uh, different you know, from the motherland my DNA go back to the euro folks over there in Nigeria you know? but me and man, they have seven, eight generations of Indigenous to uh, this uh, country right here. <clears throat> I make my stand right here. I shed blood uh, for this flag and being no y'all. I'm a disabled veteran here. I fought uh, under this uh, flag, the stars and stripes here. I'm a disabled veteran, 100. percent I, ain't, you know, I'm just as much American as the next ones. I am an American. Uh, of uh, African descent, (laughs) no doubt. Uh, That's how I define myself. I'm an American of African descent. That's all I am. Ain't no more. That happens to be a God-loving, God-fearing child of an almighty God. That's that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell, y'all. And, uh, hey, y'all, we're going to – wow, time's moving along, y'all. It's about 20 minutes after the hour eight. We're going to take another quick pause for the call See, y'all. We'll be right back. We don't take the – check out what's going on up front here. <laughs> y'all hanging there. You got me in the hush, bro we'll be right back after this break to see if we can't uh, see what else is going on in the world, y'all. My Facebook friends, wake up. How y'all doing? Give me a shout out and pick up my book. Get the uh, e-book. Girl. Everybody who's got an I- iPad, get one. Buy one for your uh, 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 partner. Y'all hanging out. We'll be right back.
1: Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
2: Wow, 25 minutes to nine, yo. This evening is, uh, oh, no, it's not <laughs> What are you doing here? I got three clocks. All of them got three <laughs> different times, you <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> uh, we going to go, where are we going? 25 after the hour eight, we're going to take that time. 25 after the hour, y'all. I see here, coming to you from the ATL uh, on Blog Talk, uh, Blog Talk Radio is where we uh, resonate uh, from or own over uh, a great great uh, platform for getting your message out I, I like to give them a shout out from time to time they do provide an excellent platform for uh getting your message out if y'all got something to say check uh blog talk uh, talk out blog talk radio you can uh go to that blog and uh blog com forward slash Hushman black you can find us or you can go to hushmoblack.com, our website, mark that site, like it, follow us on Facebook from that page, hushmoblack.com. Uh, buy our new book, Racism and Hate, uh, from that website. Uh, we're excited about it. We think you're uh, really going to, uh, it's going to cause some uh, uh, some conversation. Uh, we think it'll cause a, uh, some kind of conversation stir. We're going to try to give you a little piece out of it from every week there. Tonight, we're just talking about this uh, inequality that we've been uh, talking about uh, because that's uh, the conversation uh, of today in the reparation chapter in my book will uh, fit nicely into uh, that uh, conversation because when uh, the current uh, Brandeis University did uh, their study, their last big study, I I said last, last one I paid any attention to was 2010 that that suggested that uh, a family of four of uh, Americans of European descent had a household value of $92,000. A family of four of uh, American Americans had a household value of $2,200. $2,200. That's a humongous gap in in uh, economic wealth. Yeah, That's a humongous gap. It's frightening. And over the last 20 years, that gap has, uh, Americans of African descent has lost, has lost some 40% of their economic uh, wealth in that period. Oh, that's frightening. Uh, that's a frightening uh, 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 chain of events there. That's what you have in 2010, uh, our value is a household of four is less than uh, $2,500. That's absurd. Yeah, that is absolutely absurd. And there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it, and a lot of it has to do with uh, the reparation uh, that was due uh, to our community that was never uh realized or paid in 1954. I mean, uh, injuries suffered going back to 1866 yeah, after that civil war. Yeah, but those injuries go back there and you can't uh, separate them out and uh, start talking this nonsense about everybody's equal, everybody's pulling themselves up by the That's a bunch of junk, y'all. That's a bunch of junk. We can, We can't start this conversation Uh, uh, today. The conversation just can't begin today about uh, uh, the uh, uh, economic divide and the cause. You have to go back to the root of uh, that uh, conversation. You can't uh, uh, start that conversation uh, with uh, with a snapshot of uh, where we are today. We have to go back and look at the causes and then try to uh, uh, divide some remedies around uh, those uh, root cause. Yeah, that's what has to happen to it. That's the only way it's going to be uh, 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 rectified. I mean, let's get real about the thing. If we're going to be serious about remedies uh, in solving the economic divide, we have to look at uh, the root cause. What's going on in the world, y'all? So many things. The president's going to see the Pope. Yeah, he's going to see the Pope, I believe, March 23rd. He's got a four-day swing through Europe. He's going to stop in on the Pope, y'all. I told you some time ago, the Pope, Pope Francis, might be uh, this president's biggest ally, y'all. He might be this president's biggest ally. Pope Francis. The president's going to see him. Talk about this, uh, Income inequality <laughs> that, uh, I've been uh, talking about for years. The Pope is talking about, uh, the idolatry of uh, money and how, uh, uh, the powers, uh, that be has got to, uh, come up off that, uh, uh come up off that uh worship of uh that almighty dollar. <laughs> They've got to uh, relinquish that uh idol worship of uh that almighty dollar. <laughs> There's a problem with it. There's a serious problem with uh the worship of idols, yeah. <laughs> hey. And so the President and the Pope they have a lot in common you know? they have a lot in common they uh maybe each other's uh, biggest uh biggest allies here going forward going forward two more shootings, yeah. You know? <laughs> Two more shootings, one in the school somewhere, I think. One in a shopping mall here today in Maryland, Columbia, Maryland. Somebody one in the shopping mall, shot somebody. We still, still can't seem, the politicians still can't seem to come up with the courage to, uh, pass any kind of meaningful, uh, gun legislation to rid the society of, uh, to start in a small way of ridding, uh, this, uh, 2014 sophisticated society of the craziness, this violence <laughs> that uh, exists within it. They, they can't find the courage to do that. Uh, and it's this, this mind-boggling how, uh, we could, uh, as a society, could sit uh, uh, idly by and watch before our very eyes uh, the carnage that uh, that the uh, billions of guns in our society are causing uh, each and every day. <laughs> it's it's uh,
1: mind-boggling,
2: but I, I really believe that uh if we uh, uh, this society don't uh correct uh, the violence uh within it uh hey somebody somebody else uh, will hey somebody else will Boy, uh uh and that might uh, be where it's headed that might be where we're headed uh here today. That may be where we are here today, uh, out. I don't know. Well, all because of Um, I don't know well the love of money that's what the folks are talking about <laughs> all because of the love of money I like the old song where it says money uh, some say is the root of all evil so it might be it just might be uh, if you look at that thing close enough you might <laughs> can tear money uh idolatry uh, of it, as uh, the Pope put it, uh, into uh, the causes of most of uh, man's immoral uh, uh, activities. Most of man's immoral activity centers around uh, uh, the love of that uh, in some way. I I like uh the prophets, yeah. you know <laughs> I, I I look at the prophets in the old testament, you know, to try to get some kinda of understanding of uh of uh what uh, what's going on. Uh from a moral standpoint, you know, I ain't no holy gold but but I do and know that uh, there's a man up there that I call on, and uh, that do exist, by the way. But uh, I find uh, uh, quite a bit of knowledge you know, there uh, in the Old Testament, dealing with the, uh, just looking at the, the prophets and the, uh other passages out of that uh, uh, Old Testament uh, ecclesiastical. Uh, the preacher, the uh, preacher, you know, was uh, uh, Solomon, the uh, son of David. He uh, came out and started out that uh, it's a pretty heavy uh, a, a man. Uh, you know, Solomon was given all this wisdom by the man upstairs as uh, as a uh, token of his appreciation for uh, the work that he had. Uh, <laughs> uh, um had in mind for us uh, all Yeah. Solomon said there's nothing new in this son. Preacher did, there ain't nothing new in this son. Everything that uh, uh, we experienced today has been done uh, a long time ago. Everything that goes around comes around. There ain't nothing new under this son. That's what the, that's what the preacher says. To everything is vanity. Uh, <laughs> you all know that old saying, vanity uh, of vanity, see uh the preacher, vanity of vanity, is all is vanity. <laughs> That's how the ecclesiastics, y'all, that uh, 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 the preacher now. Uh, preacher that is not he's not a, he's not a prophet. Uh, he comes before the prophets in the Bible. If you look at that thing closely, <laughs> how you'll start preaching out here y'all I always try to get off on this tangent, but <laughs> some of the stuff is pretty heavy. <laughs> but the preacher comes before the prophets in the in the in the old testament. Uh, the prophets start off uh somewhere a little later on, but uh, the preachers already a dojo ain't nothing new under the sun. I think it is. But <laughs> hey just like Nevermind fell back there just like that civil war uh ended uh, a, a chapter of our history, that thing could happen again. Uh man left wondering, uh what happened <laughs> driving this thing. Six hundred thousand people dead and uh man is left still trying to figure out why <laughs> people were still dying the president of the united states had nightmares nightmare uh, trying to uh, come to grips with why that civil war was still going on <laughs> uh, he came to understand that uh, that war was being driven by power much higher uh, than he. And he acknowledged uh, that in the second novel address. He acknowledged that uh, uh, that uh, God Almighty himself was having that thing. And when he came to grips with uh, understanding what it is that he was trying to tell him to do, <laughs> what he had uh, to commission him to do, uh uh that thing came to a you He got the thirteenth amendment says outlawing slavery within uh, this republic. That's what he did. And that's what that thing was all about, y'all. That's what that dream was about. That was Abraham's Lincoln Daniel moment, as I like to uh, uh put it. <laughs> he was the y'all remember the old story of that, uh Daniel. Daniel in the land of Oh, Daniel had a lot of stuff going on there. But one of the things he did was uh, uh, cipher uh, uh, that dream that uh, King uh, Nebuchadnezzar was having. King Nebuchadnezzar was having a dream. He didn't know what it was about. David or Daniel, he went and got Daniel. Daniel came in and uh,
1: Daniel gave
2: him, the, Daniel told him what the dream was. Now, did Daniel make that dream back? Did Daniel make that thing of himself or what?
1: I don't know y'all.
2: <laughs> Daniel, Daniel went uh, uh, went straight to the man upstairs. The man upstairs came to Daniel, told Daniel what the dream water. Daniel was. Daniel went back, told the king, "Oh, that's what it is. I'm about to destroy Babylon. If you don't get this stuff straightened out quick, that's what that was about." Yeah, Abraham Lincoln, uh, some. uh, some offense uh, had ran this course, and uh, the man upstairs was bringing uh, it to an end. Hey, you got five million slaves here in this country praying to God Almighty uh, for their uh, salvation, and He heard their uh, prayer. It's as simple as that. You know? He heard their prayer and brought that uh, institution to an end. Oh, it took some blood. <laughs> it took some blood. Hey. I ran upstairs Oh man, uh, going to Bell now. It took some blood to bring that thing down, Now Some six hundred thousand folks dead. Almost a hundred thousand of those folks was Americans of African descent, y'all. We shared some blood in that thing too. People don't like to uh Make note of it. We shared some blood in that thing. But it came tumbling down. It came tumbling down. Now the vestiges of uh, the aftermath. Racism. Uh, the uh vestiges uh, of that uh, of that uh of that slave uh, society, vestiges of it. Uh, still remain because even though it's not there uh, by law uh, slavery was by definition the very definition of uh, racism uh, that disappeared to the extent that the change disappeared The consciousness uh, of it, which by that time had seeped into, and and it had seeped into uh, the DNA of uh, a large portion of uh, the majority in the society of Americans of European descent, that adopted the. the, had adopted the uh, anti amalgamation doctrine uh, into their uh, psyche uh, uh, and uh, was convinced that uh, the African was inferior folks and there was no way that they were uh, to be allowed to assimilate fully uh, into uh, the white society here in the country and they uh, kept that from having to a large degree uh, and, uh, caused, uh, immeasurable, uh, harm in the process. And, uh, and there was no need for it. There was no need for the, uh, separate but equal oppressive, uh, discriminatory, uh, uh, laws that, that was put in place. There was no need for it. Had things. Uh, done uh, the right thing. Had they not deprived uh, my people out of that 46 million acres, they wouldn't have done anything to worry about. They wouldn't have to worry about the ex-blacks trying to assimilate into their uh, community. They would have wouldn't, uh, they estimate right today that uh, some 2 million. Some two and a half million, uh, of black families, uh, or people could have occupied that land and, uh, and still had, uh, 15 million acres left over uh, to uh, do whatever with. They could have had their own community, worked that land. They had all the skills in the world to clean the land, to work the land, to do anything else they wanted. Now, surely uh, they had to be educated. They were being educated. Over the 10 years that the thing stayed on the books, by the time it was off the books, uh, 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 half of them could read and write. In the 10 years. That There was only the books. Half of them at the place had learned to read and write. So, you know, like, what about they? they were – they could have took, with the proper help, with the female's Bureau, had they, they gutted that and repealed it to, they premeditated, uh, uh, they uh, 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 contrived to uh, keep uh, the black labor uh, in its place after the Civil War, they had to keep that black labor as cheap and as close to uh, slave-free labor as possible, and that was a uh, 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 contrived and uh, 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 on both sides of uh, 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 the, the mason dixie line. You know. Yeah, the Northern Industrialists was in on that thing, too. Because remember, they was depending a lot on the raw materials coming out of the South. So they were in on the uh, uh, scheme, too. Oh, yeah, they were in on that thing, too. And just uh, the the Dixie Crest out in the South, Uh, everybody had a hand in that thing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so... uh, 1876, they did away with all that stuff, our little advances that we had made then came to a screeching halt uh, in the midst of, by that time they had shut the government down, it brought on, uh, it brought the country to uh, a depression, you know, the longest and the greatest depression we had ever had up until that point uh, because of uh, of ideology. Uh, At that time, uh, the South railing against uh, uh, their uh, perception of uh, some uh, wealth redistribution of uh, somehow the money toward uh, going to uh, America's right consent. That's what it was about. It was about nothing more than that. Uh, The South railing against uh, uh, America's right consent, uh, similarly uh, somewhat uh, into the society on a legal basis. On an equal basis with uh, their own real estate and some uh, uh, some uh, uh, capital uh, some uh, 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 capital equity based in uh, real estate. Had they done that, we would be in a much different place today. I fully believe that my research uh, backed that up in terms of looking at my family uh, where they uh, would be. Uh, well they would be today. We uh Yeah. <sighs> I wanna get our respects to one of my cousins that uh I knew of. I knew her but uh, never had never get uh got to uh, around to meet her, she passed on the funerals today down in Troop County. Uh, the one Miss Viola Cameron. I'm not sure. i just uh, like to send along our uh, condolences to uh, to that family down in the range, Georgia. We write about my family's history from Troop County and she's uh, one of the eldest statements. She's in her 90s. I talked to one of my other cousins today. He informed me of it. I don't uh, really keep up with uh, the folks down in LaGrange like I probably should. I never lived in LaGrange. Probably one of the reasons that I never, uh, uh, I don't keep up as nearly as closely as I should with the remaining uh, relatives that I got down there I still. got a boatload of them that are still there. Uh, but, uh, I got her in my uh, my tree. I got her in my tree and we just uh I want to pray to God almighty for her uh, home going and uh Hey I was about uh Wow, ten minutes till the hour of nine, y'all. You know, we just about got this thing wrapped up here. Eight minutes to go. On the Hushmo black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. Not anybody out here on blog talking, but we don't like to. We don't like to do that. We're trying to join in the conversation though with. Uh, this income inequality that uh, is going on in the country today. Try to provide our uh, a little, a little two cents worth, and there are huge uh, challenges uh, that lie ahead to try to get this thing rectified. I contend that my uh, idea is no uh, different than uh, any of the others well it might be different but uh, we might need all of them uh, we might need a combination of uh, remedies to solve the problem and i'm for looking at all of them including mine. i don't want just because we look at these other uh, ideas on and suggestions on how to do this or whether that be in the form of some tax break or this or that you look at all of that <laughs> and can, and can uh, agree in the support of some of that uh, however We're not going to uh, not look at uh, my uh, my, uh, uh, idea. We're not going to stop looking at my suggestion while we look at and embrace perhaps some of these other uh, ideas of how to narrow that uh, economic uh, gap. We're going to still talk about the uh, injuries we uh, suffered Uh, under uh, Brown, under Plessy, under the separate equal laws, Uh, and uh, we're going to continue to talk about the reparation that we uh, uh, won in 1954 when Brown set aside those uh, uh, injurious uh, uh, laws that were on the books uh, here in this country uh, prior to that. We're going to continue to do that. Because we, we think that uh we might need uh, not only the reparation for those folks directly injured prior to nineteen fifty four, but all these other things to uh to uh, help uh come out of the economic uh uh disparity that uh, we find ourselves in here today in twenty fourteen. We need all we need all every every uh to we can come up with to uh help uh, move our community uh ahead. No, really, hate hating on nobody, I told you. My, this, my book title, Racism and Hate, has to do with uh, mm-hmm. uh, a hate as a uh, off, uh, uh, as a byproduct of racism. Back, Americans I American are not uh, uh, inherently uh, racist. The hate that I had or did have uh, came directly from uh, the racism that I experienced uh, coming into this world here in Georgia in 1945. In Henry County, in the middle of a cotton field, I was born into uh, a society full of uh, racism. racism. Yeah, back in 1945, the state of Georgia uh, was fighting uh, desperately uh, over uh, uh, the poll tax here in this state. The governor at the time was Arnold, uh, Ellis Arnold. You know, in 1945 when I came to overall here in Georgia, Arnold governor. Uh, Arnold had uh, repealed the uh, poll tax. He had repealed that poll tax in 1944 and won. <laughs> I guess it was 1943, something like that. But Anyway, he won the election, beat uh, Eugene Tellman. Like, Eugene Tellman had been the governor that time, uh, at that time for two or three terms. I think he was term limited out, but no, I think he beat it. But anyway, Eugene um uh, 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 Talmans ran, uh, uh, the most racist, uh, uh, campaign that had ever been raised in the state of Georgia to get that governorship back in order to reinstate the poll taxes in order to control, continue to control, uh, the black voter in the state of Georgia. Back in 1945, when I was when I came into this world, that was an argument. He ran that thing and, uh, won. He won re-election on scaring uh the poor whites into believing that somehow by getting rid of that poll tax black folks were gonna take over the uh <laughs> going take over the uh, uh, um, uh the government uh the uh, uh politics of the uh state. He ran on uh, a a racist platform talking about the blacks was gonna take over uh the white folks and run them out of Georgia. He won that thing, too, in 1946. He won Uh, re-election. And on the uh, uh, pledge of putting that uh, poll tax back in, that was 1946, November. He was supposed to be sworn in in 1947, there in January. Eugene Talbot, before he could be sworn in for governor, up and had a heart attack and died. Eugene Talmadge up and had a heart attack and died, you know, after winning that election in 1946. Before he could be sworn into office, he up and died. Some said God don't like us. Now, I didn't say that. I did. Some said God don't like us. Eugene Telmans up and died, y'all, before he could be sworn in. That poll tax oh now, they put a son in, Herman. <laughs> no. <laughs> they 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 put a son in. Herman. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how that thing happened, y'all. Herman got to be uh <laughs> Herman got to be government. Some got to be by proxy. But anyway, that poll tax that uh Eugene Telmans ran on and worn on and died on. Never, never, uh, never got back uh, put in place in this state. The poll tax, uh, just one of those separate equal laws that uh, devastated us here politically in the state. It was done away with Uh, I Through some strange fate of uh, (laughs) some strange fate of something. Uh, it uh, was done away with, y'all. Huh? Oh, the man upstairs had a hand in it, I believe. As everything, upstairs yeah, got a hand in everything. Huh? Hey, <laughs> y'all. It's about that time. It's been my pleasure being with you out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we're going to have a great year because we got to stay involved, y'all. Remember, get my book. Go to com. Get my book racism and hate in american reality and join the conversation y'all to uh better uh join the conversation until next week y'all until next week we're gonna leave it with you y'all be good uh you got me in the hush but we'll uh be back next week to do it again here same time same station y'all as they say
1: the Heistmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out at the Heistmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.